Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's Tuesday night, so you already know what that means. It's punchless MMA time. I am Dale, and a man who needs no introduction, um, the living meme, the Giga Chad, getting ready to be the Giga Dad, <laughs> Drew Dober himself. What's up, buddy? It's good to see you, man. Doing well, doing well, man. What an entrance. I Man, I got to do that well. Come on, man. So first of all, the quaff is looking great. You got, you're carrying it a little bit longer right now. The hair looks good. What's going I mean... Oh yeah, Dude. we were we were thinking about doing some braids for this fight, just doing some Viking braids. Dude. Uh, you know, but uh, I don't I don't think we're doing it this time. But who knows? It will show up eventually. Yeah, you came if you come out battle braids, man. You know, that's like a new mythical MMA fighter battle braids. Drew, that will be uh, something. I think it's gonna be intense considering how big my jaw is. If we yeah. tie these hair in tight, the jaw is just gonna look bigger with like you, full on quagmire. Can you grow a beard? I cannot. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of surface area to cover. That's all. Well, you know, it make, honestly, it makes me feel a little bit better. There's just like one thing, like you can sit there with your tight t-shirt and flex your arms, but you know what? None of this. So that's good. That makes me feel, I got, I got something there. That's something. We're playing on equal terms now. Yeah. yeah the, the playing field is completely equal. Um, dude, congratulations, man. Congrats. Thank you, thank you. We're talking about the the, the dad stuff, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, th- yeah, uh, listen, you're a fighter, and that's all cool. And congrats on booking a fight, but this is now the single coolest thing you got going on, dude. So, congratulations, man. It's definitely far more significant than any other fight I've ever had. So, mm. man, but the same emotions apply. It's like the anxiety, excitement at the same time. Yeah. How so? How's your wife? How's she doing? Everything's good there. She's, I mean, a killer. Like, yeah. she's definitely tougher than I am. But uh, symptoms, like, really super mild. Mm. She's really like a killer, and she's actually behaving more like an athlete than she was before pregnancy. <laughs> right. you know, she, she, you know, got pregnant and decided to go to the gym twenty four seven. But uh, yeah, she's she's phenomenal. So, have you leaned in? Have you gotten the books and all? Like, have you started the the nesting process? Have like how far into this? are you as far as involvement goes like what do you do i mean as far as uh the contractor just left the house uh and finishing up our basement and our guest bathroom so full nesting right now like the moment i find out i was like all right we got to finish every project in this house and it's it's finally done literally 30 minutes before this call so I love it. So are you, have you started the books yet? Like what the, what to expect when you're expecting and all that kind of yep. stuff? Yep. 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 And uh, I feel like they all kind of say the same thing. Uh, mm-hmm. It's pretty much like you don't know until it happens and uh, yeah. just stay calm and just deal with it. Yeah. Uh, I've read the books and uh, the thing is, uh, it's just like a fight. You can't predict anything. 
That's true. Right. It, like it's going to happen the way it happens. It's going to come out the way it comes out and it's going to mm. behave like it behaves. And mm. uh, you just got to mm. deal with it. Mm. So do you know if you know boy or girl yet? So we are going to have the gender reveal uh, on the 30th, December okay. 30th. Gotcha. So you don't know or, or you do. Okay. Oh, man. I don't know. What are you hoping for? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty 50, 50. Uh, my wife really wants a boy. And uh, man, the, the the way I feel is like all dads get the gender that they need, mm. right? And that's mm. why I feel like a lot of athletes get like the girls. Mm-hmm. But I'm mm-hmm. I don't know I'm I'm not confrontational. I'm fairly feminine. Like I don't know if you've seen me like on camera before, but uh, <laughs> so I think I'm gonna get a boy because being a, a boy dad intimidates me the most. Yeah, that was gonna be my next question. Is there one that scares you more than the other? Yeah, it's, it's having a son, right? Because, yeah. man, I, I spent all this time, what, 34 years trying to be a man. Now I got to teach something else to be a man. Like, oh. that's it. And see, that's so I'm, I'm happy you said that because unsolicited advice would be w- one that when we were, so I have boys or I have a boy and I have two girls. Um, I was always like, we had a, my oldest is a girl. And I was like, okay, so we have a girl. I don't have to teach her how to be a man, like, a, like, like, she'll she's going to become a woman the type of woman she becomes will be based on how her mother is and then the man that she seeks will be based on how i treat her mother and how i treat her so okay i i love her mother unconditionally so i i've got that but then when my wife got pregnant and was like well now you're having a son i was like oh man i gotta like teach this boy how to be a man and it this isn't a dig at my own dad or my stepdad or anything like that there were hit and miss periods in my life. So there's a whole, there's a lot of gaps where I got to like fill it in with him. Um, and it's, it's an interesting challenge, man. So I'm, I'm no, glad I, to hear you say that. It's good perspective. I mean, I can, I, I can understand and uh, kind of relate. I didn't meet my dad till I was 19. Right. You know? And so like just the absence is just like the lack of uh, 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 examples, you know? Yeah. And so like now it's just like, I got to do it the way I see it. You know, and like yeah. a lot of it's going to be improv and, you know, it's, but we'll see, we'll see if it's a boy, we'll see if it's a girl. I'm just excited regardless. That's for us. It was always like, we'll go find out the gender. So we know what kind of clothes to buy and ask for, but boy, girl, doesn't matter. We just want healthy 10 fingers, 10 toes, healthy. And that's all I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to ask for anything else. And, um, God bless me with three great, beautiful, healthy kids, man. They're all, they all look exactly like their mother, thankfully. they're great man they're smart like her and they look like her so uh that's a blessing that's a blessing dude it's a a huge blessing (laughs) it's a huge blessing all right so let's a lot dude so that's one thing that's changed since the last time you and i spoke and then now we've got let's talk about the bobby green thing right so you you and i've been talking for a prolonged period of time bobby green fight's been a fight that you've been asking for for a long time you guys were trying to make this happen years ago and could never mm-hmm. get things to line up. Now here it finally is. What are your feelings going into December 17th? Man, I think the universe spoke into existence. Mm. Uh, I've been asking for a fight for in December since yeah. August. Right. And uh, man, we're just going through the whole political game, the this, the that. Man, I agreed to numerous fights and then they never panned out. And right. I was getting to a point where I was talking to my manager. I was like, hey, December's just right around the corner. Like, am I, am I training for this, sure. you know, a fight? Or am I enjoying Thanksgiving? Like, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. 
And then, of course, I got a call and they said, uh, we got somebody that you've been looking for. I'm like, oh, who is it? Like, would you fight Bobby Green? I'm like, absolutely. And I'm like, I was like, that's it. That's what I've been waiting for. Like that, yeah. that was the opportunity that I've been being patient for and kind of training for. And man, it came to fruition. You know, I was pushing for the RDA fight for you. That's the one I wanted. That That's the one I wanted. And that's, but I'm, here's the thing about the Bobby Green fight is since you and I first started talking about this, I've loved that idea. I love that fight for you because you've adopted the mentality of leaning into fan friendly fights and somebody that will be an equal dance partner. And I think we're both in agreement that Bobby's that guy. Um, mm -hmm. Now the twist on this is does the PED thing sort of mess with you? Cause that's a new development since the last time we talked about him. Not at all. Uh, if I'm going to be completely honest, uh, he, I, in my opinion, he wasn't taking anything. Okay. Like, like I completely believe his story of just uh, a tainted supplement. Uh, my good friend Neil Magny mm -hmm. was an, an unfortunate uh, victim of co yep. uh, contaminated supplements, and so, so I understand completely. Right. And uh, when they offered the fight, you know, I was getting a lot of questions on, you know, wasn't Bobby suspended and this and that, and uh, just through my, from what I've seen with Neil, it's if you can prove that this this particular supplement was contaminated and that was the reason then the suspension is like knocked in half right. so like i think he came out you know uh it honest sorry about that you're good and there so you. yeah so i don't think he's on any performance enhancing drugs at all uh i think uh all his talents and aggression is homegrown and right. uh man i'm excited to feel it okay so so with that then how do you how do you sort of see this fight playing out? I mean, do you see like a do you think he's going to engage you the way you want him to, and that he's shown in the past, or you know, is he going to try to get a little wrestling? I mean, the, the, everybody wants to says they're going to trade with you until you start landing, or you they start landing on you, and they see that you don't take a step backwards. Game mm -hmm. plans shift real quick. Do you think he's going to stay the course? You think he's going to he's going to pivot? You know, I I think Bobby's hard to hit. You know, he's got really good, you know, head movement and he like evades and man, he, he plays the fight the way he wants to play it. Right. Right. And so he doesn't really like when people stay in his face. Like he moves, he, you know, jibs and jives and all that stuff. Um, so I think uh, it's going to be, it's going to take a while for me to kind of get that rhythm going, you know, to be, for me to be the dance, the leader. Yeah. Um, but when I do start touching his chin, then we, then he's going to decide whether he wants to wrestle or not. And like, right. Man, uh, I mean, I turned Brad Riddell into a wrestler, and so <laughs> you never know. Um, right. right. But uh, I do know Brad, uh, Bobby Green is uh, is hard to hit. Yeah. So, uh, man, if I'm if I'm expecting a first round knockout, I mean, that might be uh, overreaching, but uh, uh, I might it may take a while to find that chin. Do you have a lot of experience going off? Uh, you know, squaring off with guys that do like sort of that that shoulder roll and off like sort of bounce between the shoulder roll and that Philly shell kind of style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I deal with that. He does that, but he also has decent footwork, too. Like, even right. with his fight against Faziv. So, uh, Faziv was trying to throw some kicks, and he was completely out of the way of those kicks and yeah. stuff. So, he's just really evasive. You know, I, I have partners like Neil Magny, who's, ex you know, extremely hard to hit. And Corey Sandagan, I've been doing some rounds with him. He's got some fluid uh, movement in boxing. So, I, I get a lot of good looks. I know there's a, a bunch of up and coming guys from Team Elevation that also have that a very evasive boxing uh, movement. So, um, definitely well prepared for uh, what Bobby uh, brings, but who knows what he's going to bring. Are you still at Team Elevation? Yes. 
Okay. What's going on there? What's what's the what's the I'm not I mean we don't have to like get like air people's thing, but what's the people something about Elliot and some other stuff? I mean, is there is he still there or what's going on with that? So there was a uh, split with a uh, team elevation and then okay. not really so much a split as far as um, uh, Elliot Marshall and the gym of Easton's training center uh, right. decided to no longer uh, host team elevation. Okay. Right. So team elevation being a very nomadic team just right. moved over to uh, a gym called high altitude. Okay. Um, so it's the same team, but different walls. Gotcha. Um, um, Elliot Marshall is my head coach. But right. he no longer coaches um, a team of fighters. Okay. So he does uh, pretty much. He coaches Miranda, Miranda Maverick, and I. And that's gotcha. pretty much it. Okay, I got you. And then, but I mean, your other coaches, your other coaching staff stayed the same as well. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, okay, my so. my core team stayed the same. Um, team elevation is just a good place for for bodies and uh, you know uh, just the conglomerate of Colorado's best right. all come together for one hour. Right. right. So Justin Gaethje's still with Trevor. I'm with Elliot. Right. Neil Magny's with Christian or, or Corey Sandig is with Christian. You know, it's like we all have our individual coaches, but together as a whole, we come together and try to ba- bounce skills off each other. I got you. So um, speaking of the team, you look lean already. Like you're already starting to look leaned out. And I know, especially with your nutritionist and everything like that. How, I mean, obviously we had the fight announcement, but how far back did you know this was coming? Cause I mean, you walk around a little bit heavier and you're already looking leaned out. So how long have we been pre- preparing for this? Um, well, one, I, I appreciate the compliment. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've, I've been putting a lot of effort as far as, uh, uh, just decreasing body mass. Okay. Uh, my last fight against, uh, Rafael Alves, man, we had a brutal weight cut. Like yeah. it was, it was no fun. Right. And so we just decided that like, we gotta, we gotta pull back a bit. And, uh, so I, I started my weight descent, um, uh, in September, pretty much when I got back from Europe. And so we were just kind of focusing on just uh, uh, just being mindful of my diet, my eating and, and cardio and all that stuff and try to start leaning out. And then we decided that we wanted to fight in December. So mm-hmm. I started training for December 3rd. Okay. Um, and so it was kind of like we didn't have an opponent, but I'm training for December 3rd just in case. Right. And uh, yeah, and I was just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then, of course, four weeks out of December 17th, we got somebody. I love it. I want to talk about your trip to Europe for a second. Okay. Cause I recently, I recently started something. So I started drinking wine. I know you're, I know you're, I know, I, just, I, knew you're, I, I know you're a wine guy. Um, I've just, I've been drinking beer for a long time and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I turned 37 last week and I'm starting to feel the effects of drinking a lot of beer for a, for a long period of time. But I've heard, I, you know, did some research and I've heard great things about wine. However, I'm having a tough time with this transition. So I I know you're a man of high class and, and, you know, and fancy tastes and maybe our budgets align, maybe they don't, but can you kind of steer me, if you will, as a person that's transitioning from beer to wine, what I should uh, get yourself some of that Snoop Dogg. Those are the 21 uh, crimes or whatever. It's good. I mean, no, I I dig it. I like, Yes, I love wine, but I can't consider myself a snob because hmm. I drink box wine more than more than most. But that's okay. And, uh, 
Yeah, I drink, and then, I drink uh, cheap beer. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much the equivalent of just okay. wine. Okay. And so, like, I, I like red blends, but uh, that uh, man, I'm gonna have to Google it. But it's uh, 21 Crimes, I believe, with uh, the Snoop Dogg in the front. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, that, that's good stuff. Um, probably my higher end favorite as far as wine is uh, Prisoner, okay. which is uh, like a red blend. Um, but I just got a case of uh, the lead singer of Tools wine. Yeah, yeah. He just sent me a, a victory uh, a box, and uh, that was pretty tasty as well. So yeah. I would say, man, to have fun with it, right? There's so many options as far as wine. Just start on the bottom of the shelf and just work your way up. And if the bottle looks cool, try it. It's so weird, though, because I it's like a it seems like there's a concentrated effort amongst all winemakers to not let you know what the wine tastes like. Like, <laughs> how do I know what I'm getting? Like, it's just a bottle with like a cool logo on it. And I don't know if it's like cherry or blackberry or g- grapes or hints of leather. And I'm reading all these stuff and I'm like, what the hell is, I don't know what I'm reading half the time, man. And uh, I'll be honest, if you can taste those notes in that <laughs> glass of wine, I, I, I would be impressed. Right. Like uh, the first, the first, uh, you know, glass, I'm like, I can get a hint of, but it's still all the question. And after the first glass, I don't care any longer. I'm like, it just tastes good. Right. <laughs> So, so let's talk about the uh, the Dobers do Europe. So you were that you, dude. You went on vacation for a while, man. Um, how was Europe? Did, was it everything you hoped for? I mean, you know. Oh yeah, okay. it was fantastic. I've uh, unfortunately spent a, a a lot of time in Europe, and so I got to like figure out what what I like and don't like, and so yeah. I can like focus my efforts. And uh, yeah, we knew that this was going to be the last trip that my wife could have some wine. So we wanted to make sure we went to the spots with the good ones. So okay. we went to Barcelona, Spain, and then yep. Rome, Italy. Right. And uh, man, the people, the wine, the food, the history, the the sun, like dude, everything was fantastic, except of how hot it was in August. Really? It was brutal. Mm. So hot. So let me, not to get all like existential on it, on you. When you're walking around a place that's old and ancient like that, do you feel it? Like, is there something about it that like you feel? Because I feel like when I go to like, when I go into like an old church or I visit someplace that's like considerably older than any other place. So I live in Charleston, which is an old city. I mean, we're talking about, you know, 1700s. There's parts where you go and it's just like, you can, like, it has a different kind of feel to it. And I'm not talking like the people, I'm talking like the energy, if you will, just feels different. Now I've never been to to Europe, but I've been to older places like in Asia, same thing. So just wondering. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's to me, it's like it's like surreal, right? It, it, it doesn't feel like real. Like you constantly have to like stand, look at it, and remind yourself that like, man, this building you're looking at is older than your country. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, holy cow, like this was and so man, it's like you're you're shock and awed at every turn. And I like I'm I'm just being like like Rome, Italy, and we stayed in this beautiful park where it's the 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 back alleys with the cobblestone streets mm-hmm. and like every time you make a turn you're just like you know taken off guard by the just you know the the beauty of it and like the history and the art and the man it's just it's incredible and it, it's so hard to explain i just say that everyone needs to try it yeah we would when i lived in japan my wife and i we would go like there's a bunch of like castle ruins everywhere like there's there used to be castles like feudal castles everywhere in japan and we would go and like you'd walk around the castle grounds and you're just like i don't know if i should be here like this feels really old man like this is like hundreds of years old and then 
Um, you know, obviously I'd love to go to, I'd love to visit a couple spots in Europe and stuff like that. But I always, I always like to get people's feeling on that, man. You know? Yeah. It's intense. And it's like, why I I keep on going back. It's like, it was my first time in Rome, but it sure felt like it. Yeah. It's man. And we need us, we need a trade because you, you should go to Europe. And I, I I have been dying to visit Japan. Like I I really want to see that. So you got to send me all your recommendations. I got you, man. I got you. It's it. It was, it was, well, Uncle Sam paid for my trip, admittedly. So I was, the, uh, it wasn't, I was not there. It wasn't a leisurely trip, uh, but we were there for a little over three years. We were there for a long time, man. So, it was, so my, uh, my brother-in-law was stationed in uh, Japan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, nice. so yeah. So you give me the recommendations. You give me recommendations. I'm probably going to be there for months. Yeah. It was, it, it was a good time. It, it's something that my wife and I have often talked about the logistics of trying to take my kids there once they're of age to actually appreciate it and and withstand a 16-hour plane ride but once we can get that uh you know handled I, I would i would love to go back i'd love to go back i actually my wallet's downstairs but i still have my japanese driver's license i carry it around with me so. that's so cool how hard is it to get around i always imagine with with like such a such a foreign country like it'd be right. hard to just wander uh it's it's actually pretty walkable really i mean so we were in okinawa which is like this the island itself is probably smaller than Boulder. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not very big at all. It's like twenty seven miles by like five miles at the widest. It's not a very big island. Mainland is obviously a different beast, but it's all pretty. I mean, the cities are walkable cities, and dude, like Okinawa, the cops don't even carry guns. It's a weapons free island outside of the U.S. military. There's there's literally it's incredibly safe, wildly safe. Awesome. Yeah. Either Okinawa. Yeah, Okinawa. Yeah, or Okinawa. Write yeah. this down somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. It, it, it's good. I mean, everything's covered in concrete, with the exception of like some patches of jungle here and there. But I mean, it's it was great, man. It's like their version of um, it's like mainland Japan's version of like Key West or something like that. You know, I mean, it's where they go on vacation. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, it was cool. It's a cool spot, um, and the food is dynamite. Which again, I was there when I was young. So I was a jerk and didn't know any better. I just wanted to eat like McDonald's. And I'm like, I want, I want the most American thing I can get in Japan. And now as, as a grown man, I'm like, I just, I wish I was like finding the hole in the wall places where like the little like tattered sushi chef guys, like, you know, been doing it for 70 years making soup. Like that's the guy I wish I would have sought out while I was there. <laughs> but instead I was like, take me to A&W root beer. I want, I want burgers and beer. Like, it was terrible. So Yeah. I mean, I had the same uh, experience in New Orleans. The right. last time I was there, I was like 18. And I'm like, yeah, I was just chilling at the Arby's or something stupid. And, and now I'm like, no, now I love traveling and eating food everywhere. And I'm like, man, I missed out on New Orleans. Yeah. We'll do a fight night there. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. So Let's hope not because I, I want to make sure I can eat. Right? I love I, I would love to be a guest appearance at a yeah, fight night there, but I'm not trying to fight there. <laughs> How, so let me ask you, so the, how does that work? Because I, I see this with other people, right? Like, especially the event that we had last weekend, they pan to the crowd and there's like 78 fighters that aren't fighting in the crowd. Is the UFC flying all of them out? Are they doing that on their own time? Is that management? Like, dude, why can't we get, you know, you and a friend cage? I mean, what's going on here? I mean, what's the deal with it? How, do they, how does that work? 
I think it all depends on the event, who okay. you are, and what you're doing. Okay. You know, uh, if I think you're just just sitting at the fights and enjoying your time, then I think it might just be on their dime. Like they just want to take advantage of that. Right. But uh, if the UFC flies you out, they're going to put you to work. So yeah. I've done the Las Vegas, um, like the VIP experience. Okay. So you're up there talking to people, um, and I've also done. Um, I got flown out to like other places to do watch parties at a bar. So, okay. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I love traveling and I love talking about fighting. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm all about the UFC, you know, putting me to work, whether I'm fighting or not. I got you. I got you. Well, like I, said, I mean, I saw your eyes light up a little bit, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it. If you and the wife and soon to be baby Dober, I've got I've got plenty of room. You know, I've got six. You know, this is this is not a humble brag. Well, it's a little humble brag. I have a six. My, I have six bedrooms, and only four of them are being used. So you guys come in. We'll get you squared away or you do the Airbnb thing, you know, you know, but if you want to come to Charleston, you know, I would love to. You got to be careful because I'm going to show up at your door. Right. Please just I like, I like fresh fruit in the morning. Like this better be a bed and breakfast. Listen, you, huh. my dad, he doesn't listen to the show. So I'll say whatever. My dad lives like that where like he comes out like you better have an itinerary on things to do to entertain him. Otherwise, he's just like kind of sitting around staring at you going. All right, so what are we doing today? And you're like, well, yeah, you know, I I have to work. The kids have school, all that kind. Of, but no, he wants. He's you got to have a plan. So yeah, I got you. We'll get we'll get, we'll get you squared away. No big deal. Yeah, I'll see you for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good, man. Sounds good. Well, I'll, I'll get matching pajamas. Just send over your sizes, and we'll we'll get a whole card. You know. <laughs> um. All right, let's talk about fights for a couple more minutes here. I realized the other day. You know, I'm sure you've been asked. A million times but i've never asked you all the times you and i've spoken a question that i have not asked you what is your favorite fight of all time yours uh, both your fight that you were involved in and your like favorite fight to watch i know you don't watch a whole lot outside of yours but you gotta have one yeah um so let's see my favorite fight that i was a part of Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to find evidence of this fight. Okay. It was, it was the it was the fight uh, that got me signed by the UFC. Is this uh, a challenge? Like you're challenging the interwebs to find this fight? No, it, it, oh. I mean whoever whoever owned the the video that uh, took it off the internet, so it's gone. Oh, I know, right? So now I just get to like just tell the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was trying to get into the UFC, and. Uh, there was a 155 undefeated champion in Colorado who was knocking people out in the first round. I mean, he was like 6-0 and with six first-round knockouts. And uh, they said that the UFC had their eyes on him. And I, was, I just raised my hand, and I was like, let's just do it. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I fought him, and uh, the hardest I've ever been hit. The really? dude was a monster. He dropped me twice in the first round. And, mm. uh, yeah, so I – lost the first round for sure and then uh he's never been out of the first round so he saw that stool for the first time started yeah. second and guessing himself and uh as we know with my performances i'm uh, i'm pretty gritty yeah and so i came out in that second round and put it on him and uh he couldn't rise to the occasion bought him for the second round and the third round and then i won by split decision is this mr tony sims yeah tony sims prize fc okay all yeah. right Hardest huh. I've ever been hit, dude. That that guy was like, he's a monster. Have you ever spoken to him since the fight? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, so after the fight, uh, right. I got I got signed by the UFC. Right. And uh, he sent me a message over Facebook or or Instagram or something, and said like, "Hey, if you ever want to come train, I uh, would love to have you." And I was like, "Oh, absolutely!" So I flew out to Denver, Colorado, trained at Team Elevation, and uh, here I am. So uh, Tony Sims and I were teammates. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, what's he do now? Do you know? Is he still fighting? Uh, so he's retired from fighting. Right. He's an engineer. Uh, for as good as he is at, uh, at fighting, uh, definitely made a good decision at using his engineering degree and making more money. So I love it. Uh, yeah. That's great. All right. So favorite fight that you weren't a part of? Crocop uh, versus Fedor. Really? Yeah. In pride. Uh, just because I'm such a huge, I'm a huge fan of Krokop since he was in K1. Right. Huge fan. And Fedor Emelianenko, the last emperor, like just a monster undefeated. And so Mm. when they were in the ring, like the entire fight was just so intense to me because like it was, you know, just the two best heavyweights in the world at that time, just going at it. It was Mm. incredible. It makes a lot of sense now with the legs. I I can, I can see you, you, you have yeah, I don't know what started, but like, is right. it my fan because I, or did I right. develop because, you know? Yeah, I, you saw a little bit of yourself in him or you modeled yourself. It's interesting. That's the, hmm. it it's, I mean, it's really a chicken I mean, or egg. Definitely doing a lot better in the UFC than he did, which is grateful. <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. I mean, to but be we'll fair. See I, if I, I do as well uh, post-retirement, though, because he's, <laughs> he's in parliament. Yeah. yeah. Is he really? Is that what he's doing now? I think so. Yeah, you oh, went from being a police officer to now a politician. I mean, so by default, if you run for okay, let's just get this out of the way. If you run for office, I mean, I don't I'll vote, vote for me. huh? <laughs> don't, I'll, don't listen, do it. I'll I'll vote for you because because you, because you're my friend. But you should know that I don't I don't I don't have a lot of love for those in the political sphere. So you know, I don't I either. Mean, Okay, uh, fair enough. I mean, I, I, I would struggle hard. I'll be, I'll be yeah. like, yeah. yeah. If, if my name is on the ballot, do not check that one. <laughs> Mine's on the ballot every year because I write myself in. For most elections, I just write myself in just because, you know. You're going to get one vote now. I'm going to put your name in. Oh, <laughs> I would love nothing more than like <laughs> if, if we somehow, you know, the next presidential election, like if I could just somehow coordinate a listener in every state to write my name in. I wonder if something would like if that would somehow trigger something in a database. I would love that. Not see you got my gears turning here. I can my wife's gonna be like you're not gonna be able to fly. Yeah, you're just gonna be on a list somewhere. I'm already on a list, man. My my FBI agent loves it when you come on the show because I'm this is the most this is the most behaved I am is when you're on here. Because I can't have your I can't have your face attached to the things that I say when you know when when you're here. So I can't do that to you. All right. So December seventeenth, the weight looks good. You feel good. Training good. Um, I want to I want to talk about one more thing before I cut you loose. Did you watch Kevin Holland versus Wonder Boy? I did not. Are you gonna? I, go got, back I got the highlights, it? so hopefully yeah. I can get this question. Well, no, I was just going to ask. So Wonderboy says he broke his left hand in the first round. Holland said he broke his somewhere at the end of the first, beginning of the second. And ultimately the broken hand is what stopped the fight. Holland said he couldn't carry on. I mean, he was getting, he was on the bad end of a beating anyway, but he ultimately, you know, with the hand. Um, I've had a couple boxer breaks. I I mean, you, you got the mitts on you too. <sighs> 
I know that you go into fights banged up, but there's been a lot of hubbub lately about fighters going into fights either compromised or otherwise. Um, in particular, TJ Dillashaw, Derek Minner, the whole James Krause thing, all that going on. Um, is that is that something that you see in your experience? Guys going into fights probably when they shouldn't be or taken away out once they're in? I mean, what do you, what's your assessment on that? Yeah, and I mean, uh, just because I'm a, such a huge fan of you and the show, I'm going to give you some full disclaimers. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm notorious for doing it. Yeah, uh, the the fighter pay isn't enough for us to take take that much time off and and, and to protect our bodies. Right? right, we only get paid to show up to, in the cage. Yeah. And so, and, you know, we don't get any uh, like medical help either. You know, we have mm. accidental insurance with the UFC, but it has to be fight related. So we got to right. do some fight related stuff to make sure that it's covered. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where like eventually it's going to change. Probably not in my career, but it will change to where, man, if you want guys coming in at 100%, you got to t- like take care of them. Yeah. And uh, and it's not the UFC. It's just the MMA as a whole. It's still fairly new. Right. You know, it, it, it came along 1993. It hasn't been around for a while. Yeah. They have the revenue for it. So it, it, it's going to change eventually. Um, but as of now, the fighters are just looking out for themselves. And, and the only way we can do it is, you know, we, we make the weight, step in the cage, perform at our best. And we know we're getting one, we're getting paid and we're getting insurance, you know? Mm. And, uh, what I wanted to say with the full disclaimer is, uh, uh so I went into that Terrence McKinney fight with a torn, uh, LCL. I know, I know you did. I not, I didn't say yeah. anything to anybody about that, but yeah, yeah. I know you did. Yeah. Um, so I mean, but uh, it is what it is, right? Like yeah. it was tolerable. Like I was able to like move around on it. it. Wasn't like you know, but it's just one of those things where like I'm not saying no to this fight. I'm not pulling yeah. out because uh, like one, I want this paycheck. Two, I want this opportunity. And three, I want some doctor to look at my LCL and not on my uh, <laughs> not on my dime. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hate that for you though, man, and that, that it has to be like that. Um, so, and I, I know you're not saying that from a negative perspective, but I'm just my my thought goes to I wish that there was there was a better system in place for that. So, to I know I keep saying it's the last thing, but I, I did bring them up, and it is the hot button topic. Do you think, as far as the Kraus thing goes with TJ? Not, I know TJ and Kraus aren't connected, but it, this this whole thing is connected. Do you think that? do you think that there's some impropriety there with, with like TJ fighting hurt, like disclose it, like disclosing the shoulder injury, but then you take Kraus and you take the Derek Minner line. And I don't know how, and I don't know how much you know about that, but Derek Minner was a little bit of an underdog going into that fight. Um, and then like two hours prior, he became a massive underdog. He goes out there, takes one kick and then grabs his knee and says his leg hurts. And meanwhile, Kraus is running a betting discord you know, where he's giving betting tips and that was one of his fighters. So, I mean, is that all circumstantial people just going in fighting hurt or do you think things get a little dicey at times? Um, yeah, I know. I think fighters don't hurt. Um, I mean, if you've been around a gym, it's common knowledge that you never go into a fight a hundred percent. Like there's always bumps, bruises, bangs and stuff like that. Now it's just the problem of is, is fighting injured, right? Like it's it's not a bruise, it's not anything you can just tolerate. Like this is a, like a major thing on your body, and um, you know, 
eventually there's going to be some some things set in place to kind of protect the athletes because i think it's in the ufc's best interest to have their sure. uh, fighters perform at their best right you won't, it's only going to be up and up right like right. The, the healthier you are the, the harder you're going to fight the more entertaining the fights are going to be and all that other stuff and so um but also fighters are kind of not the most intelligent group right <laughs> like like the reason we're fighters is because we couldn't be athletes anywhere else, right? No, like, no, come on, man. <laughs> I, you you can't see me uh, throw and catch a ball. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like if I could really? do anything else, I probably would have. But yeah. uh, no, no, I'm just I'm just saying, like, fighters are going to get injured, and they're probably going to try to ignore it. Um, it's going to be marginally better if when the UFC has like some things set in place to kind of help the athletes, which they're doing with the PI and all that stuff. But then again, we're, we're still looking out for ourselves because we're independent contractors. So looking out for yourself, would you ever bet on yourself? I mean, not that you can't now. So I'll, I'll just add like, would you ever bet on yourself to win a fight? No, because I already have extra like extra pressure to get that second yeah. paycheck. Right. Right? I'm trying to get that win bonus. Like I'm not yeah. trying to then put money, like put more pressure. Even my wife was like, yeah, should I bet on you? I was like, no, like, like <laughs> trying not to disappoint you is pressure enough. Like, right. you know, don't, yeah. don't bet on me. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, the people that tell me all the time, they're like, oh, you just want me money or this and that. Yeah. I was like, well, one, you have a gambling problem. And two, I want that 10%. I mean, I, I mean, I sent, I'll send you t-shirts, bro. I mean, that's really all I got. I mean, <laughs> I'll get you some shirts and some stickers. I mean, I'll do what I can. You know what I mean? My life is a gamble. I don't want to waste any more of that. No, I still got to get you a housewarming gift anyway. Um, All right. So we got a question in the chat for you here. You think Makachev was the best fighter you've ever faced? Best all around fighter. Yes. Yeah. He was. I wouldn't say like uh, uh, the most like like fearful. Like, I wasn't afraid I was going to get damaged, but the most completed fighter. Like I, I felt like there, I had no way of turning that fight around. Like mm-hmm. I, I was just, I was smothered, and there wasn't much I could do. So yes, yes. Is that one that you want back? I mean, like, I mean, is that something you know that you 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 watch them and you're like, man, I want that one back, or do you just go, eh, I'll just fight whoever's next? Not soon, not soon. I'm I'm still trying to figure out. Like right. me and the rest of the division are trying to figure out the answer to that problem. Right. And uh, I don't think we've figured it out yet. So, do I want the rematch? Yes. Do I want it now? No. You think Volkanovski's got the answer for that? That's a weird I matchup. Know, man. I, I I have Islam winning it. Yeah, I agree. That's weird. See, those of you who are uninitiated. Drew very rarely gives any prediction on any fight whatsoever. So you saying outright that that I mean I told you guys that Islam was going to be Charles Oliveira and he you beat didn't. Charles faster than he beat me. <laughs> I, I I with with the exception of Martins knocking him out, I would say that you're his toughest test to date. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean the Sarukian fight was good too, but I mean you gave him. I mean, it was not a it was not a walk in the park. So, yeah. um, all right. I'm gonna let you go, man. Because we have more well, questions. Uh, oh, I just have one question. Oh, we'll see yeah, if we can oh, pop up some more. Okay. Well, shoot. I don't know, man. <laughs> Matt says. Matt says. Sub Drew Dobes. I'm chilling with my brother Drew Tobes. Which uh, Matt, his last name, I believe, is Tobes or Tobler. Um, <laughs> well all right. done. All right. Uh, obviously, this answer could change over time. But how much longer do you plan to fight? 34 isn't super old, so you still got plenty of time. How long are you thinking? Five, six years. Oh, man. Have you seen Stephen Thompson, Glover Teixeira getting that 4-0? Um, I'm, 
I have forever been a, a late bloomer. I mean, when I was 25, I looked like I was 18 mm. and I don't look bad at 34 either. So I think I'm, right. I, I got some more time. I think, uh, I got more time than people predict. Yeah. Now with that being said, you pursuing fan friendly fights, do you think that that works to extend the career or potentially shorten it? Um, neither. I don't think. Okay. Um, one, I mean, to, to like to answer it with everyone else, like I, right. I think it would definitely shorten your life. Right. Uh, however, from the, my trajectory since I hit 30, it, it's been up and up and up. And like, I feel better now than I did at 25. Right. Like, I, I'll be completely honest. 34 feels great. And uh, man, if I keep this feeling going, then uh, we're just going to keep on, you know, keep it on. So, and uh, man, I got neanderthal variants i got this big head with a jaw like i feel like i'm built for this so i'm not gonna let it go to waste yeah <laughs> here's one for you when will drew start his only fans <laughs> i may or may not have already started it oh so, man no i'm just kidding <laughs> problem is like i'm not trying to have these conversations like i'll post the pictures but only fans i i feel like people want to like talk to you and stuff yeah. and uh yeah i don't know i don't know if i could just deal with that it's very strange, right? Like, okay, let's talk about the. I got a question for you. Okay. Talk about people want to talk to you. I've I've asked Miranda, I asked Haley, I've asked I've asked all the female guests that come on what their DMs are like, and they say it's a nightmare. It's a straight horror movie. I know things have probably changed a little bit. I'm not trying. I'm not. I'm not going to get you in trouble here. Um, but what are your DMs like? Are they? Are they? Is it just chaos? Uh, I would or was say, it chaos? Was it? I mean, yeah, sometimes they, some of those aren't. My <laughs> wife and I, we laugh at it. Like, it, bet, they're yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, uh, being a heterosexual male, yeah. only <laughs> men send the grotesque messages, right? Really? Like, like women are, uh, they're hit or miss, right? right. Like, but it's always the men, right? And like, I don't know, like straight or not straight or i don't know what their deal is but yeah right. the, the men are the, the and so being a female fighter they're definitely getting worse messages than i get for sure yeah i i it was really just sort of like two of the more off-putting segments of talking to anybody that i've ever had um to tell their stories for them somebody offered Haley ten thousand dollars for her shoes her wrestling shoes and then Miranda, she'll have to tell you this story. Um, somebody, I think in Afghanistan, offered to fly her and her dad out so that she could beat him up. Like he just wanted her to beat him up in like some weird uh, Afghani town. Very strange, man. People I mean, I don't think it's I don't think it's just the Middle East, man. I just watched a documentary of like these female bodybuilders just getting paid money to just like wrestle other dudes. Like women aren't paying me to wrestle them. Like, yeah. you know, it's only the guys that are paying, right? <laughs> but I think I get I think I get more stuff in person, right? So there's not yeah. like actual evidence of the conversation. I get more creepy stuff in person. Can you give me any example? Just well, as a dude, I'm never hit on. So give me an example of what this looks like. Cause that's just never. I mean, uh, last time I was in Vegas, my team just loved the scenario. We just went out to for like a team dinner. Right. And then older guy comes up to our table and was like, do you guys know the guy with the square jaw and the bulge in his pants? 
<laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Elliot Marshall immediately points in my direction. She goes, oh, yeah, that's the guy. My wife loves you. She would love for you to just come over. and We just want to take a picture with you. Oh, and my gosh. They, by the way, they didn't know I was a fighter. Like, I'm not famous in their eyes at all. Right, I'm just some guy with a square jaw and a bulge in my pants. Oh, that the no. seventy-year-old wife wanted to take a picture. Like Elliot just thought he was gonna just, uh, you know, say goodbye to me for the night. Like I was apparently just Bro. this old couple's uh, toy for the day. But uh, yeah, and I just had to explain to the table. Unfortunately, that's not my first rodeo. Like I was like, yeah, I get inappropriate stuff in person all the time. They want they so the, I mean they were the meme they were like the hey me and the wife spotted you across the bar we really like your vibe like that's what it was that's pretty and, and like approached my table of fighters and went you're the guy with the bulge I'm like Dude. oh am I oh man that brings I I can't I can't believe it's being brought back up again somebody's gonna be mad at me for doing this but it brings back up the chair in the hot in the hotel room are you aware of the theory of why there is one chair in the hotel room I know what is the theory. The theory is, is that they call it the cuck chair. That's where the dude watches. That's why there's only one chair and it's always facing the bed. Oh, I thought that was just the disappointed wife chair. Fast asleep and the wife's just watching TV <laughs> on their chair. No, no, sir. No, sir. That's the watcher. That's the watcher's location. Ooh, is the, man. Yeah. Only in Vegas, man. I t- I'm telling you. That, that place. I'm telling you, man. It's it. Well, to be fair, if you go to like a Super Eight off, you know, off the side of the highway outside of Memphis, it's still there. That chair still exists, no matter where you're at. It's not just. I know everywhere. Actually, funny story. Uh, I don't know how to begin this story other than uh, so with my trip to Europe. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I found out that apparently you're not allowed in Europe if your uh, passport expires within within three months. Okay. Unfortunately, my passport was so we weren't going to be allowed in Europe, and okay. it's the week of our trip. Oh no! And I was like, oh, so I drove to like the passport agency, and uh, obviously they're booked up and like this and that, this and that. I was like, all right, I need to get a passport renewal. What is your next available appointment? And they're like, right. Seattle, Washington, tomorrow morning, eight a.m. I was like, book it. And Whoa. so. I, I drove home. My wife was trying to console me like, hey, it's okay. We'll book it another time. I was like, no, you got to drive into the airport because I'm going to Seattle. And so I, I fly it. to Seattle. And of course, I just had to book a real quick days in. Right. And uh, man, the days in, I we're, we're, we're talking about like trashed cars in, in front. Uh, just, I walked into someone else's room because they gave me a key to someone else's room. The mm-hmm. dude almost like beat me up. Like it was just a trash days in a point where like i finally make it to mine and i feel like there's somebody that was murdered in this room it was that bad but of course they had that lone chair which yeah. i had to use to prop yeah. against the door yeah to make sure i didn't go missing that night dude i think you and i stayed at the same days in <laughs> it might be all days in that just no, might be the it was like two and a half years ago i went to seattle i was there for a week and it was like i it was it was probably 25 minutes from the airport. I cannot remember what the town was. Like it wasn't like, but I flew into, might have stayed at the same one. I flew into SeaTac and it was like 25 minutes away. Yeah. Um, gosh, well, I can't, I'll have to, I'll, I'll, I'll DM it to you, but it was like a little, little sub town just right outside of SeaTac. And I stayed in a very murdery days in, or holiday at I'll have to look up. I'll have to look it up, dude. It was exactly that. Everything was wet, super greasy. My my room was real bad, like real bad. There was. Like, 
But they have the lone the chair. There, oh, the chair was there for sure. They have the lone chair. The, the chair was there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was there. Um, Matt, come on, man. He just said Tony Sims, bro. Come on, come on man. Damn it, Matt. Come on, Matt. Step your game up. No. All right, buddy. Um, last but not least, completely off topic. How's your mom? Is she excited for grandbaby? Oh man, she's stoked. Yeah. Man, like she's been waiting for this day for the longest time. So say- <laughs> oh yeah. She's she she's practically moving here. Like, I was gonna say you finished yeah, the basement, right? So yeah. you gotta get her in. It's called the the in-law suite. Right. <laughs> it's uh it's where she's gonna be. And uh so when uh, me and my wife visit Japan, she's watching the baby in the basement. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. All right. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you rock, man. Um, I appreciate you coming on. Do you wanna you wanna stop by and say hey after the fight too, or do you wanna what? Do you, yeah, no, you, absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. So we'll colorful we'll let, and everything. Let's get um. Let's do after Christmas because you're fighting on the seventeenth and you're. I no, don't know let's, do the, I, let's, let's do the Tuesday after the fight. All right. I will, okay. Fine. You no. You got to get it. Get it fresh, right? I need to be yeah. still swollen by the time Fair. we interview. You're, listen, you're not going to be swollen at all because we're we're. This is forty five seconds of work, and then you're out of there. Bing, bang. That's it. That's it. 45 Fingers seconds. Crossed, but... I, 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 listen, I'm just calling how I see it. I, I gamble, you don't. Fight, especially yeah. this year. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Man. Well, all the same. All right. So the Tuesday after, so that'll be what, like the, the, the 21st, 20th? 20th, 21st, something like that. All right, cool. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk to you then. And then a nice little Christmas present for everybody. Um. So, all right. Tell everybody I said hi. Give my best to your wife, your mom. Cheers to you, man. I'm I'm super happy for you, and I can't wait to see you know you know I I I get very excited for you on come fight night. So uh, I'm I'm pumped for you, man. Life's life's Thanks, man. Life's oh, yeah. great for yeah. you. Let me uh, let me get this Bobby Green done and over with, and to make sure you get those pajamas uh, for Christmas. So again, I'll hit you up. Send me the, the sizes. Well. Fresh fruit. I'll get you. I'll get a nice little berry blend and uh, send me over your sizes, and we'll get we'll get something done. squared away for you. So <laughs> all right, buddy. Take care. I'll talk to you all soon. Right, bye. You have a good night. All right, we'll see you, man. That's my man. That's my dude. I just find something better. Just find it. Go ahead. I love that guy. I really do. Good people. Good people, Mr. Dober. And uh, we'll see what we can do. All right. We got UFC 282 taking place this weekend. I'm going to be honest with you. I hit up my man. hit up my man Nichols, right? Hit up my man Nichols, and he was like, Dale, what spots do you like this weekend? And I was like, I like about five of them, six of them, tops, some weird fights. We're going to run through these. Um, we're going to run through these ones pretty quick. I liked last event. Um, those of you that tailed last event, cheers to you. Cheers to you. I got some hot tea in here keeping the pipes wet tonight. 14 units. 14 units last weekend. Event before that, you say, Dale, well, how'd we do? Oh, we did 12, 12 and a half. So um, I'm going to be honest with you. If you tailed the last two weeks, Christmas is good. Christmas is real good. Um, so I, I'm i a big fan of what, what we got going on. Uh, that being said, um, I want to address something. Um, Austin says... Betting the house on Drew, I don't care what he says. Thanks for giving us an hour of your time and stopping in. I will also I will also be betting 
drew rather large. Uh, uh, I've already got, I've already got a play in. Um, he opened at a minus 150. I think he's minus 165 right now. I want to see what way that line goes. If they're going to keep giving to me at a better price, I'm going to keep taking them. If not, I'll play them at whatever I can get. But I've already got one play in on them. Um, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, I have to bet on them anyway because that's my dude. But you know how it is. So uh, last weekend, we crushed. We crushed. So um, let me let me just pull this up real quick. Uh, those of you that didn't follow along, this is – the, the night started out a little shaky, if I'm being honest with you. Things were a little dicey right off the rip. Um, but we turned it around in epic fashion. One of the things that I've, I've been realizing is, is just trying to pick the spots and just unloading better at those spots, right? So uh, what hit this last weekend that did so well? We took Pavlovich money line, Delize money line, and Eric Anders money line, all of which hit um took eric anders versus kyle Dawkins. we took anders by ko sub we were getting that at plus 600 plus 600 i have been telling you and i'm going to say it again because we're going to breeze through these these fights real quick the Dawkins brothers are softer than duck shit and kyle Dawkins is coming off his whole face being broken by roman delize and you're going to put him in there against a grown man meathead in Eric Anders. Have you heard Eric Anders talk? Have you seen the size of his head? What was Kyle Dawkins going to do? Going out there, looking like that pale, soft, biscuit gravy, grasshopper looking thing. Dude, what was he supposed to do against Eric Anders? Nothing. Eric Anders goes out there, gets it done. Now, do I believe that the fight was going his way? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the fight was going Eric's way, but you know what really set things apart? When Eric Anders took the crown of that giant head of his and smashed it into Kyle Dawkins' recently constructed face, reconstructed face. That was an inadvertent head, but it was not intentional. But boy, when you get that melon moving with that level of mass, that changed the whole trajectory of Kyle Dawkins' life. I mean, that, that just changed everything. That whole fight got flipped, turned upside down, like the Fresh Prince, as soon as they hit him, it was over with. There was nothing he was going to do after that. It was he was rocked, and Eric Anders got to. I mean, Division One athlete, national champion, University of Alabama. Kyle Dawkins ain't hitting harder than that. What I think is the future of Anders. I think Eric Anders has got two or three fights left, and he, it's it's over with. Real quick, producer Jake, do you have ads popping up in the background, or is that me? that's got ads coming through. Okay. Something is, I have an ad somewhere in my, my back that's coming up. That's like Zillow or something like that. I don't know where it's coming from. I keep hearing like 30 seconds at a time. I hope it's not coming through on the stream. Okay. Um, Anders will probably be around for two or three more fights. And then he's rolling out. Eric Anders um, has a bunch of rental properties and his wife is a, or was a, is a, professional bodybuilder and they have a gym and some other businesses. Eric Anders has done well for himself. He's put that uh, University of Alabama education to use for him. So good on him. All right. Uh, fade the docs as always. Uh, women's TKO with Yasmin was inevitable. Yes. That was another play that we had under two and a half there. Uh, let me finish running through these plays real quick. Nico Price versus Phil Rowe. Fight doesn't go to decision. A little sweaty on that one for being a minus 200 if we're being honest. 
um, a little bit sweaty. Pavlovich by KO sub course um, fight doesn't go the distance between Nunez and Uruguay. Yes. Under four and a half on Thompson and Kevin Holland. Again, a little sweaty, but we ultimately hit it. Things that we missed on Angela Hill versus Emily Ducote. Um, someone to win by split decision. I went with that. I did that instead of taking Angela Hill money line, which I realize violates my own rule. And every time I violate my own rules, what happens? The universe humbles me. So I was not surprised to lose that because I got too cute. Um, things that I saw that really hurt a lot of people, JSP not finishing Darren Elkins, which would have been um, the linchpin in a plus 210 parlay I had set up. Um, we needed over one and a half on the Hill to Cody fight that hit. We needed Tui Vasa and Pavlovich doesn't go to distance. Thompson Holland doesn't go to decision. And then JSP Elkins not to go to decision. All violence all the time. That was at a plus 210. JSP is the only one that missed. What really screwed people? Mark DeCasey and Scott Holtzman screwed a lot of people, myself included. Um, so anyway, here we are. We got a couple great spots we're going to exploit this week. Um, let's see here. Nico Price. Yeah, him getting beat up in front of his friends and family. Yikes. Um, let's talk about the James Krause thing real quick. It's inevitable, right? It's inevitable. You you cannot. It's classic narcissism slash slime ball rolled into one. When you're a narcissistic slime ball, you create these situations where you think that you're just untouchable with things. Um, if those of you recall, you listen to the episode I had with Lou. Um, when Lou was on, he was saying that he was already kind of privy, had some people that were in the know on some things, that there was things turning behind the curtain on Kraus. And then lo and behold, a couple weeks later, we see things elevating real quick. Um, even local promotions now are starting to push back against Kraus. Problem with this, when it comes to impropriety, you never want to be the first one, right? You never want to be the first one because you're the one they make the example out of, right? You're always the one they make the example out of because they want to use you as a deterrent for anybody else that's thinking it. Um, so my man put it all on the line, <coughs> thought his shit didn't stink. He cost a lot of people a lot of money and say cost somebody some money that he probably shouldn't have. And now here they are. They're going to hang him out to dry. He will be a pariah for the rest of his career. There will be no James Krause redemption story here. My man is in the wind. The fact that he isn't saying anything to me would indicate that either he's way further in over his head than we know, or he's already been contacted by the proper people and his being advised by legal counsel to shut up because if you say or do anything, things are going to get worse for you than they already are. So um, if functionally speaking, James Krause in the MMA space is probably dead in the water just the way it is. So um, yeah. Mark Fade, Fade Casey. Yeah. Uh, fade into Casey forever. Yeah. Yeah. The, the fight IQ that we all lauded him for, for two fights just disappeared. Um, dude had a discord for $50 a month with 2000 people in it. That's gone. Was making a million plus a year. And now that is gone. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, maybe in that sense. Um, I mean, that revenue stream, is gone doesn't mean he's not making that money anymore if he was making that to begin with chances are 
It's like the whole old mob saying everybody's got to pay somebody, right? Everybody's getting, everybody's paying somebody. So he may have, that Discord may have been making a mill if it stayed around for a year, which it didn't. But on paper, the sheet says it would have made that, but James Krause is paying somebody. I mean, it has to be, right? Like everybody, everybody's got a boss. Everybody, everybody's got a boss. And uh, especially when it comes to stuff like this, you're not just hanging out in the in the wind, just living it up untouchable, right? So um, anyway, let's get after it real quick. Um, where was I at? Where was I at? Uh, we're going to talk about fights. We're going to do the main card real quick. I'm trying to keep this within reason because I, I, I know you guys like longer shows something like shorter shows just very hard to please in general but it doesn't matter we had a we had a main event drop off obviously the main event we all wanted in glover versus yuri is not happening but we i I will commend yuri prohaska the dude just can't stop making fans never seen a guy lose his belt and make more fans even though he didn't really lose it he just set it aside said i'm not going to hold up the division i'll win this shit back whenever i come back anyway just go ahead and take it you guys let him fight okay so now we got Jan Blahovitz versus Magomed Ankalaev, essentially, um, you know, Polish dad versus Krampus for the light heavyweight belt of the world. We'll see what happens. Um, I hate to go against, <laughs> I hate to go against, you know, the Polish power, but we're talking about a Cox Mountain warrior here. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. All right, let's, let's run through these fairly quickly. Um, first fight on the main card, Bryce Mitchell versus Ilya Taporia. Taporia 12 and 0. Bryce Mitchell 15 and 0. Mitchell to plus 115. Taporia to minus 133. Over on rounds two and a half. Early Taporia, later Bryce. Um, I've been fading Bryce for a while now. Faded him in the uh Barboza fight. He proved me wrong. He's got some dog in him. Only thing I don't like between that fight and now is he's got a girlfriend. Women make the legs soft, right? Make make you weak in the knees. Um, Taporia, I don't know if Taporia wanted this fight, so I don't know how motivated he is coming into it. Bryce Mitchell obviously is worth a stab at the at the you know at the underdog money. Like Tim says right here, he got Bryce at plus one sixty five. That's a much more enticing price for me. That's a that's a much Sometimes plays are based on where you can get them at. Um, over two and a half. Okay. Okay. Uh, Taporia hits hard. That's really kind of my only sort of when it comes to that uh, is he cracks. Um, and and we see that, that, that Bryce has got a little power on him too. So it's... I don't know, man. I, I, I maybe maybe I'll play like an alternate line and use it as like a parlay piece, like a over one and a half, and I'll throw it in a parlay with something else that I'm more confident in. Uh, it's just my initial <coughs> sort of thinking when it comes to that. Uh, I'm looking to see available lines on anything else for that fight right now, and let's see here. Over one and a half is minus 205. Um, fight doesn't go to decision minus 125. I like both of those more as parlay pieces. Um, 
So let's see here. Mitch will be in plat plat or or camo. If he's in camo, it's worth the, it's worth the push. Um, Taporia finish. He's not Barboza. I will agree with that. He is a formidable. He's a formidable adversary. Um, I would I would ask you to go back, Austin, and rewatch the Yusuf Zalal fight and see if you think that Bryce Mitchell can't present similar problems with the scrambles and the the cardio. Um, so something to consider. All right. Uh, initial leaning, I'm on Bryce. Initial leans, I'm on Bryce here, which kills me to fade a Georgian fighter. You, you, you guys know this. Um, it's, it's It almost feels blasphemous for me to go against a Georgian fighter. Darren Till, Dricus Duplessis, Duplessis at 17 and 2. Uh, Darren Till at 18 and 4. This fight is arguably the hardest one for me to call. I continually fade Dricus. Um, and he's made me eat my words. I am just not convinced with his skill set, man. I'm just not. He hits very hard, good physique, good speed, athletic, all of these things. Carries the hands low. Nothing's really sharp. Nothing sticks out to me. Is like this guy is dominant in any one thing, or he's going to outperform anybody in any one way better than that. He's got that intangible, though, where he figures out ways to win fights. Darren Till, on the other hand, I, you know, I pegged Darren Till seven years ago as being a future welterweight champ of the world. And I I really thought that was going to happen with the Tyron Woodley fight. And obviously the whole thing has shifted since then. Um, Betting on Darren Till is like betting a prop bet for someone to hit a home run. There's going to be four chances throughout the course of the contest where he could make something happen. And if it doesn't happen in those four chances, it's never going to happen. He's just not a guy that you can count on to just put it together for any prolonged period of time. Um, now, will training with Hamzat and spending time in Thailand and doing all these things, will it help? Maybe, maybe. Um, inside the distance here is where I'm thinking. Let these, let these two, let these two white warriors bang it out just let them get after it right side note there until arguably the worst tattoo in the ufc and people go oh what about darren elkins and, and the damage what about the damage um darren till's tattoo is awful it's awful as a person with a lot of tattoos just the fundamentals of darren's tattoo is real bad at least with the damage, it's just you. It's it's straightforward. You know what you're getting, right? It's like a just a McDonald's cheeseburger. It doesn't pretend to be something it's not. It's just an ugly tattoo. Darren Till got a portrait on him of somebody who thought they were doing some high class artwork shit on him, and it looks real bad. Um, all right, Santiago Ponzinibbio taking on Alex Morono. Morono at twenty two and seven. Pons at twenty eight and six. Morono stepping in on five days notice to take this fight. Um, you guys know how I feel about Alex Moreno. I've talked about it a lot. Very cerebral. He's a coach first, fighter second. So he approaches everything, able to see things maybe in a slowed down state inside the fight and able to execute on them rather well. That being said, Santiago Ponzinibbio, full camp, ready to rock and roll. Morono um, doesn't present a power threat, doesn't necessarily present a submission threat, Um hopefully won't present the cardio threat. That's really kind of the only thing I see him beating pawns at with full camp, full camp, the full camp. 
cardio would be Moreno's advantage here should be upon steamroll. It really should be upon steamroll. Um, what makes me nervous is seeing the lines right now. Morono not as big of a dog as I thought. Interesting. Um, and that may be some recency bias against Santiago Ponzinibbio, but I'll take Ponzinibbio here. Probably small money line play. Don't love him as like a parlay anchor or anything like that. Um, if you're into DraftKings, he might be part of somebody you want to throw on DraftKings because Morono can be finished. And again, pawns full camp. So something to consider. Uh, let's see here. Co-main event of the evening, Patty Pimblett, 19 and three, Jared Gordon at 19 and five. Gordon at the over the plus over plus 200, right? Um, Patty Pimblett minus 250. This is, I, I can't figure out why anybody would play Patty at this price. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I, he could maybe he could maybe knock out Jared. Jared's got a giant head on a skinny neck, maybe. But stylistically, I think this is kind of a bad matchup for Patty because if he can't rock Jared early and get him out of there, Gordon will grind him out. Like he's just gonna grind him. This will be this will be really ugly. This will be really ugly. Like Jared Gordon will lose fans on this fight. One, because it'll be so boring if he wins, because he will win in boring fashion. And two, he's gonna it'll win by like dismantling the hype train that is Patty Pimblett. So this is a lose. <laughs> it's a lose lose for Jared Gordon. Really, it really is. Because if he wins this fight, he won't do so in fun fashion. Like like Drew wanted this fight. Drew stand would stand to make you know, make something out of this because he'll put on an exciting fight. So even if he beats Patty, it's doing so in exciting fashion. So you're derailing hype that gets you a little bit of little energy, right? And then you're doing so by exciting fashion. Jared Gordon will grind Patty into the ground for three rounds. It'll be ugly and tedious and people will be pissed um, not to mention the MMA God said we had such an exciting event last weekend. We're going to get a ton of judges involved this week. That's just the way they do it. They balance things out. All things perfectly balanced as they should be. Right. Um, so main event of the evening, Magomed Ankalaev, Jan Blahovitz. Oh, I'm leaning Jared Gordon there, by the way, if you, you weren't grabbing that. Jan Blahovitz, 29-9, Magomed Ankalaev. 18 and one uncle lives, big fave here. Minus two fifty five. Blahovitz plus two fifteen. big show experience goes to Jan Blahovitz. I think uncle lives got a little bit of quit in him, uh, but technical at range, big cage. He should beat the shit out of yawn. Um, he should pump that, that front kick to beyond's belly. If he can avoid the hooks on the exchanges, like at the end of the exchanges, one of the things that I love about Jan Blahovitz always ends every combination with one more punch than you think right as long as yawn stays throwing punches in bunches stays in the combo um like stays throwing combos he's wildly dangerous when he head hunts that's when things get real bad um interested to see if he tries to take uncle Iev down because we've seen that uncle Iev can get himself in some disadvantageous positions once he's on the ground uh, but front kicks to the body, jabs at range, beat up Yon's nose. Yon's on the bad side of 30 here. Um, I got Ankaliev. I, I just can't go against Cox Mountain Warrior. 
I'm going against Jan Blachowicz. Oh my gosh, Lord forgive me. I'm going against the Polish fighter and I'm going against a Georgian fighter. All in, all, I'm just, I'm going to get humbled. I can feel it. The freaking MMA gods are me like, <laughs> you've forgotten your ancestors, son. Time for me to teach you a lesson. All right, uh, let's run through the prelims real quick. Cameron Simon taking on Stephen Kozlo. Both these guys finish fights inside the distance is where we're at here. Just inside the distance is where we're at. Vinicius Salvador taking on Daniel Da Silva. Da Silva at 11-4, Salvador at 14-4. and Daniel Da Silva has lost three in a row. He gets finished. Salvador, add him to your DraftKings lineups. He's going to get a finish. Um, TJ Brown, 16 and nine, taking on Eric Silva. Eric Silva's nine and one. Um, TJ Brown, I mean, this fight's basically at a pick him right now. The wrestling of TJ makes it interesting. Don't, it's probably a pass for me. Uh, leaning more towards the over one and a half here. I, again, I think we're in for a lot of grinder fights here. Um, Irrelevant from the actual fight, but I watched some of Jared Gordon's interview. Dude really went through some shit. Thank you for saying that. Brings me to my sub prop bet that that we always put is how many times they will mention Jared Gordon's substance abuse throughout the course of the fight night. Um, I think we usually put it at two, so we'll leave it at two. Um, Always leave it at two. Magomed has more options. I will take a fighter who can have a plan B. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. And then let's see here. Billy Q, Alexander Hernandez. Hernandez at 13 and five Q at 16 and four taking place at featherweight. Uh, Alexander Hernandez going to try to make that weight. Billy Q minus 160. And that is, this is one of my more, this is one of my, my spots that we're talking about. Like when I was getting into this, it's one of my spots. I like Billy Q here. Billy Q's gamer, man. He's a gamer. He'll grind. He will take you to the deep water. He will be in your face. And we've seen Alexander Hernandez. He does not like to be put on the back foot. He doesn't like being pressured. He doesn't like it. If he gets dominant in the wrestling, Billy Q could have some issues. But I will bet on what's more likely to happen versus what could happen. What's most likely to happen is Q keeps him on the back foot, beats him up maybe around three stoppage. End of round two, round three, Billy Q by decision. That's what I see happening. That seems to be the most likely outcome here. All right. Uh, Chris Curtis, Joaquin Buckley. Buckley at 15 and five. Curtis at 29 and nine. Experience currency of combat. Chris Curtis has has it in spades. Plus 140 on Joaquin Buckley at minus 160. My only problem with Chris Curtis is sometimes he checks out of fights. Buckley's been fighting with a chip on his shoulder lately. Very angry. Low fight IQ, but very angry lately. Um, and he can crack. I'm inclined to lean. I know it's a two and a half, but I like the over one and a half as a potential parlay piece for a little bit more chalk. Um, but Joaquin Buckley um, should win this fight, right? Should win this fight. Um, Chris Curtis, and he comes on strong, the body work. Buckley can't get him out of there early. Um, C- Curtis might be game for a, a, a late finish. Okay. Edmund Shabazian taking on Dolce Longhi and Bula at 11-5. Edmund Shabazian at 11-3. I'm going to just go ahead and say this. Longhi and Bula is worth your money at plus 235 because he just hits so freaking hard. He just hits so hard. Edmund Shabazian is no longer with Ronda Rousey's Edmund Targaryen or whatever his name was. Um, he's he's got he, he switched things up. But 
Dolce just hits so hard. He's worth a spot at plus 235. He's just he's just worth it. It just uh, I mean, it is is he the better mixed martial artist? No. Should Edmund win this fight? Yeah, he probably should. But dude, he he just hits so damn hard. I mean, he's just a ball of muscle and energy and pure athleticism. Um and he can he can crack Shabazian. And Shabazian's coming off ugly losses. And if you can get him doubting himself or have him feel some physical pain, he might quit out on you. So Dolce is worth a small stab at plus 235. There's not a lot of plus 200 dogs on this on this card outside of um, Jared Gordon that I would say are worth your consideration. Dolce is one of them. Jared Gordon definitely is. Dolce is worth a smaller, a smaller play as well. Um, let's see here. And then last but not least, Jay Perrin at 10 and 6, taking on Raul Rosas at 6 and 0. Oh. Rosas at a minus 230, Perrin at a plus 195. Uh, Perrin's a meme, right? People think that he's not good enough to be in the UFC and that this Rosas kid is going to just smash him. It is a grown man fighting a teenager. Keep that in mind. Uh, and Jay Perrin believes that he has the leg up on this. He mutual experience with Rosas and thinks that he's going to dog walk this kid. I'm not going to tell him he's wrong. I mean, no grown man wants to get beat up by a kid. Um, but Vegas ain't no fool either. So either they're steaming this line trying to trap suckers um, I don't know. It might, it might just pass, to be honest with you, or go inside the distance. Let's go inside the distance here. Let's just take this inside the distance. Go see if Rosa memes the meme. Um, and if he doesn't, he'll probably be dog ass tired doing it. Uh, fight doesn't go to decision it, minus one fifteen. That's the play here. <clears throat> That's my play minus one fifteen. Fight doesn't go to decision. I would lean Rosa. But I'll go minus 115. It's also Dana White Contender Series fade. Ugh, maybe I lean Perrin. I don't know. All right. Let me run through them real quick. Again, just the initial leans, not reflective of what you'll see on the card on Saturday night. If you want to see my full card on Saturday night, I'll try to go back to posting on Instagram here soon. I'm trying to let my community violation. Oh, I forgot Jerzinho Rosenstrike versus Chris Dawkins. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rosenstrike over soft ass Chris Dawkins. You already knew that. But Rosenstrike, Rosenstrike inside the distance. Then you get Rosenstrike KO like plus 125. Give me my money. Give me my money, dude. Plus the other Docus brother just lost. That's in that's in big Docus's head. Little brother just got beat up. Now I gotta go out there and fight this Suriname, Surinamian, Surinamanian, whatever they are. Nah, man. That ain't that ain't it. That ain't that ain't you, Chris Docus. You and your brother, your shitty tattoos, Philadelphia. All right. Just leans. Just leans. Like I said, I'm going to try to go back to post on Instagram. Once the community violations die down a little bit, one of you little snakes in the grass keeps reporting me. So I got to let it chill for a little bit. Um, so leans. Simon, Salvador, Brown, Q, Buckley, Dolce, Rosa, Rosenstrike, Mitchell, Duplessis, Pons, Gordon, Ankalaev. Those are my leans. Um, like my man Nichols here says, do not push Shabazzian in parlays. I agree. I agree. I appreciate everybody that tunes in the show. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for engaging with Drew. Thanks for making this something that he likes doing. I appreciate it. Um, it it makes it easier whenever they have a good time right to get people to come in they tell their friends oh yeah i know that guy oh yeah well you do that 
I just talk. You do that. So I appreciate all of you. Um, Spotify wrapped came out. Top 10%. Um, what was it? Shit. Jake, what was it? Do you remember? Hold on. <coughs> oh man, let me go back. Let me go back. Cause I'm I was I was it's blown away. It's blown away. Give me give me one second here. This is bad radio. 4.9 average rating. Top 10% most followed podcast. Top 20% most shared. 30 countries total and 53% growth over last year. I I'm I mean y'all not gonna get me crying two weeks in a row. We're just not gonna do it. I know I'm getting old and soft, but you're not gonna do that to me. It's the worst betting year I've ever had in my life. In my life. And we grew 53%. And you guys shared me more than 20% of other podcasts out there. Top 10% most followed podcasts on Spotify. Are you kidding me? That can't be real, man. That cannot be real. Thank you. I know I'm a grouchy bitch sometimes and things are weird, but I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you. Thank you for that. 2022 was good. 2023 is going to be great. One place goes up, man. That's all we got. Just up, up. Here we go. So I love you. Be good to each other. Go, uh, go send Drew a message. Tell him you saw him on my show. Tell him you think he's handsome. Do whatever. I don't care. Send him a dick pic. Tell him, you know, send him a pic of your feet. Do whatever you want. Uh, be good to each other. Plays will be out on Twitter and betmma.tips and Instagram on Saturday. Cheers. Be good to each other, guys. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.